0: Join the cause and subscribe at sportsse.io slash players and make a difference today. Once again, that's sportsse.io slash player. I want to give a special shout out to the team at CastSource. They have made my dreams come true for this podcast and they can make yours as well. If you have any aspirations of hosting your own podcast, talk to my guy, Eric. You can find him on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz, K-A-Z. He is all about giving people a platform and letting their voice be heard. So reach out and you won't regret it. Welcome to From the Players podcast, where you will hear directly from the very women who are shaping our sports softball and learn so much more of who they are off the field and beneath the jersey. I'm your host, Sydney Supley, former Northwestern softball player, and this is the place for every past or current softball players, any parent of a player, or simply a fan of the game. I see you and I love you. Thanks for being on this journey with me and growing our sport one day at a time. Now, to further your support beyond just listening to this episode, you can donate $10 a month or any number to continue to support this platform where female athletes' voices are heard and ensure that there will be plenty more episodes and individuals who are impacted in the future. As a subscriber, you will get all of the the behind-the-scenes on this 2024 softball season from the women on the fields and myself as we make this the best year of softball yet. Welcome back to From the Players Podcast, where we have Kaylee America Rodriguez, who is a senior infielder for the University of Michigan softball team, and from the Sunshine State of Florida. In her first two years, she was a threat on the bases, using her speed to her advantage, and in 2021, had to take a temporary break from the game to fight an even bigger battle that we'll get into. But we're so excited to have her back on the Mason Blue roster. And Kaylee, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast.
1: Yes, yes, you too. And so nice to meet you as well, Sydney.
0: Oh my goodness. And we were just talking before this, and this is our first podcast, but you're going to absolutely kill it. Like already in talking with you, you're so wonderful. (laughs) Thank thank you. I have heard you describe softball as your first love in life. I want to dive a little deeper into how you were introduced to the game and why you love softball as much as you do.
1: I think growing up, my parents always knew I was very athletic. And I mean, they loved that fact. And they were like, okay, we're immediately going to throw you into sports. Personally, I thought it was going to be track and field or again, something just had to do with running and kind of specialize in running. They saw a softball trial at the park right next to where, where we lived and basically kind of just said, try it out. If you like it, we'll run with it. If you don't, you know, we could always try something different. And I didn't want to go the first day. I really didn't. But my dad was like, come on, like, I'll go with you. I'll coach. I'll do whatever. But we're going to try this out. And I think it just took me throwing the first ball and catching it. And then I was like, okay, like, this is pretty cool. I can see myself (laughs) doing this. And then I saw myself doing it for the rest of my life. And I mean, I really never looked back after that point.
0: I love that. Sometimes we all need, you know, the parents who know better than us to give us kind of the nudge in the right direction.
1: (laughs) Yes. I really do thank them for it every single day. It's amazing because, I mean, it's a big part of who I am now and a big part of, like, why I love life so much. You go then through travel ball, through high school, and you
0: commit to one of the most prestigious softball universities in the country. Big reason why is your former head coach, Carol Hutchins, to truly evolve the game to what it is now. And now you are being coached under Bonnie Thull, who is a longtime assistant coach, her first time being the true leader last season. And on top of that, Michigan is known for such rich softball history. Describe what it means to you to be able to play for them after all the wonderful women that came before you.
1: It is so cool that you even bring that up this year because we actually had one of our first alumni, you know, where we bring everybody back and we really get to know everyone and where they're doing with like what they're doing with their life now and where they're at and really like get to bond on that like Michigan softball tradition and you know that that historic level it is just so so cool and so for me it really is just it's such a bond and I think something that just softball in general brought me all together is community and sisters for life and friends for life and just people I can always like connect with on a deeper level and just you know can always relate to no matter what I'm going through in life and it's just something that I mean I'm really glad that Michigan really dives a little deeper into that as well and I mean you get to share that with the sisters that you know that go here now and even just the sisters that used to go here before. It's just, it really is a beautiful thing to reconnect and, you know, just kind of always have that community and family for life.
0: There is something so beautiful about sports and how it brings people together. I mean, you go through life and you meet friends all the time, but there's something so different to being somebody's teammate. And I love how often you use the word sisters because if you're doing it right, you're in the right program. It really does become your family. Yeah. And I'm sure you've experienced that on so many levels at Michigan.
1: Yes. And again, that's that's a big reason why I really am so glad that I chose to go to school where I did because, again, I, I chose it and everyone always used to tell me, you know, you go to school for life and, you know, where you choose, it's not just four years, it's going to be 40 years down the line. And so I always had to make sure, you know, like, Softball really is going to be the same game wherever I go. I have to look beyond. I have to look at the school. I have to look at the people I'm going to be with and, you know, the coaching staff that's going to eventually turn into, like, my parents away from home. And I'm just so glad that I really did choose the right school for that because, again, when, you know, it came to a point where I had to hang up the cleats and, you know, not play softball for a season, they were there for me just as much as it was when I was right there with them. So, I mean, it was everything.
0: First, I think that's such great recruiting advice. Like, if you're trying to get recruited or you're deciding where you want to go, like literally just listen to that like 30 second right there to make your decision because it is plain and simple. It is a lifetime commitment. Mm -hmm. You brought up hanging the cleats. In 2021, Michigan and you released news that was honestly heard and felt throughout the entire shopper community. I remember where I was when I found out the news. Can you kind of walk me through really that life-changing experience? It started off with just something didn't feel right in your hip and then where it led to.
1: Again, I find this like connection really crazy because actually I think once it really hit me that I think I'd be out for a good amount of time was we were actually playing Northwestern and it was in the Big Ten tournament and it was, I think, the semifinal game. Mm -hmm. And they had me steal a base. And it was, I don't know if it was the jump or just a couple of strides into it. I was like, I just can't go fast. Like, I can't go faster than this. I can't push off my left leg anymore. And I think after that, I really was just, you know, I was like, okay, I'm just going to shut down for a bit. Maybe it's, you know, I'm overusing it and I just really need to get strong again yeah. and just really focus on the basics right now and getting my body up to speed. And then, I mean, the pain would carry on to at night and I would have to, you know, take showers to, you know, try and relax the muscles. I, I really was like in between a couple of things that could have been between, you know, hip strain or, Anything with like hip flexor. I mean, I was just going crazy with thinking what it could have been and really just using the resort of an MRI and an X ray at like the very last bit of what I can do. And so that next semester rolled around and it was a new school year and everything. And the coaches were still kind of like, this hip pain hasn't gone away and really confused as to like, you know, what it could have been that we're having stuck like so long. And so we finally did the MRI and the X ray and I mean, it was within two days that they kind of told me to come in. And right then and there, I got the news. And again, I think this was the part I was most glad of where I picked to to go to school because right then and there, Bonnie was like, the second you leave that facility, like, make sure you come to softball. I don't want you stopping at home. I don't want you stopping to go get food. I don't want you stopping anywhere else, seeing anybody else. I want you to come to softball. I need to see you. I need to make sure you're okay, and I need you to be with people that want to support you through this right now. Mm. And that's exactly what I did. And in all honesty, I mean, from that moment on, I knew I had people to support me through it all. And I think that was the only thing I really needed to know to continue with such big life-changing news. So, Mm. yeah.
0: I mean, it brings us back to that sisterhood. Like you said, you're brought onto a team where people have your back and then you realize they have your back in such a bigger way and you are now, you know, battling cancer. And you've talked a lot about your village. Kind of describe to me of how these people were your village and through some of your hardest times, how were you able to stay connected, feel a part of this team
1: throughout the journey? I'm a person that I do not like to lean on people. I think maybe that's just the athlete in me that grew up in, you know, a bunch of different sports and you have to be very competitive and go to different states and be a part of teams that you don't get to see out as much. And so I really just grew independent in everything that I did and and everything I did in life. And then when I got to Michigan, I really learned to, you know, like, okay, these people, I'm going to see them every single day. There are people I can trust. There are people I can confide in. There are people that are really going to be there for me at the end of the day if I really needed them. And so... Even in the beginning, again when I when I got the news and everything that it was a tumor in my hip and, you know, I would have to shut down for a while and this could potentially lead to, you know, treatment and big surgery and everything like that. And I really think it just took that time of my village coming together and really saying, like, listen, this is a time where you need to speak up. You need to ask for help. Ask for help whenever you need it, even if you don't need it. Like if you need somebody there, if you need somebody to bring you food, if you need somebody to just to talk to. I mean, This is a time where none of us can even comprehend what you can be going through. And so I think it really just, my village came together and and I really do credit to them because again, this is something nobody can go through alone. And I really think it's a big credit to your village and how strong that village is to how well you go in a situation like this. I mean, you are so incredibly strong through everything you went
0: through. And you mentioned being an athlete and how it kind of builds a certain, I feel like, honestly, mentality of we're just going to get through anything, whatever life throws at us. Do you feel like the lessons you learned within the game really impacted how you recovered and went through treatments and test after
1: test? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I think I credit a lot to God's timing. Because I mean, the way that God just kind of carried me through life and took me through certain trials and tribulations before others and really built me up in my character and really put thick skin on to then eventually give me, you know, a big, big battle at hand. So much so that I'm like, I don't know why I could do this in my sleep. I can do this <laughs> in my sleep and I really learn to count on everybody else, count on just that tunnel vision, that relentless drive and just power through it as if I would have done anything else within sport, within life, within, you know, family, school, anything. And so I really think being an athlete really helped me out in that sense. And I mean, why I even share with, you know, everyone else who even isn't an athlete and because those core values, those life lessons, it really built me to who I am today and why I was able to get through a lot more than I think I could have ever. You mentioned your faith
0: and I've had the opportunity to listen to a few of kind of the speeches that you've given lately, which are incredible and so inspirational, by the way. But one thing that really stuck out to me and I've been reading this in my Bible time and time again today, just honestly getting ready for this and understanding the depth of what Romans eight eighteen means to you. And to kind of read it a little bit, it is, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. Why this verse? What does it
1: mean to you now? It means everything. It means the very reason I wake up and I get out of bed and I continue to do what I do, even on days when I don't feel like it. It came at a time where I was just in mental war and you know identity crisis. I looked at softball. I looked at my family. I looked at everyone else to try and figure out like who I am and what's my purpose in life and everything like that. And when I got diagnosed, I really did dive deep into into the Bible and trusting God's process and God's timing and everything. And so with it I I eventually learned who I was. I was looking for hope and I found who I was and my purpose and my meaning, even if it was through a time of trial and tribulation, but that was a time that God really showed himself and how strong he really can be and how strong he can, you know, push you through. And and Romans eight eighteen came across to me during a time right after my surgery when I was kind of getting the reality, I was getting hit with a bit of reality, like, wow, I'm actually going to be going a lot slower than I'm used to. And I really don't know how long this healing process and how long it's going to be until I get on my feet again, or if I'll ever run again, or, you know, if softball could possibly be a part of my future. And it was a time where my future was really a big question mark. And I didn't really know what it looked like. And if I would just have to kind of reinvent myself altogether. And then, and then I came across this verse and it changed everything for me. All the worry, all the pain, all the suffering, all the stress of who to be tomorrow, who to be next week, who to be next year, just kind of released. And I was just so focused on doing my best that very day and then just waking up and doing it again that next day. And eventually, I mean, this is just going to be a part of something so much more than I could have ever imagined. And I think it was because a lot of i mean softball and even when you get to college it's all about planning it's all about having your hours accounted for having your week accounted for and your next month and your entire season really accounted for and and i used to do that with my life until it was like i can't plan i don't know what tomorrow's going to look like i don't know what the future's going to look like it's just i have control over right now and what's happened to me before and if i could learn from that and not view it as who i am today and just only build on that to be somebody better tomorrow and i think with that only glory can come. And so. Oh,
0: I love that. It's such a beautiful way to live life. And I think one of the coolest moments is we were talking before we started recording and, you know, I'm like, how's life? How are things going? And you just battled one of the biggest battles that, you know, God can give you. And you're like, life's great. And you're like, you're just flowing with happiness. Like, this has just made you look at life, I feel like in such a
1: grateful way way. Absolutely. It's like a verse that comes around a lot. I can't remember which one it is, but it's like, I can't even hate what I've gone through. I can only thank God for what I've gone through because it brought me closer to him. It brought me so much perspective and love for life that I don't think I could have ever had, had I not gone through it. And so if anything, like, not that I glorify, you know, the fight or the terrible parts of it. I glorify the strength that my village had that I had and that God gave me to go through it all and then to put me at the other end of it all and then to kind of just give me a gift of life every single day that I wake up and so I just carry that into everything and I try to share that with the world because it's just it really is great and I really can't emphasize the point that you know life is just it really is great and it's the greatest gift it really is.
0: Your testimony is so inspiring that we all can learn from in life of to always look at the glass half full into what we're blessed with that day. And I want you to take me to the moment where you were able to step back in with the team for the first time after being able to ring the bell. What was it like being back with them and being able to be on that other side of the fight?
1: It was everything. I just remember getting diagnosed, being with my team. And it was emotional because they've never seen me In such a vulnerable state. And I never really show it to them either. I I was here telling them, like, listen, I possibly may have cancer. (laughs) But it's okay. I'll be back in a year and we'll be back on the field together. And you know, it's gonna be as if I never left. Like, don't worry at all. You're still carrying the weight for everybody else that you're carrying. I am, I am. And I think within my entire treatment process, I really was like, I'm gonna learn to give myself grace and really feel it. Feel it, feel it, and then just be thankful for being on the other end of it. And so when I got back with my team, it really was just a matter of that. I said I was going to be back and I'm back. And, you know, I don't want anybody to be uncomfortable. I joke about it all the time, <laughs> you know. We want to talk about the bald head. We could talk about the bald head. Which you rocked, by the way. Like you look good in all of the hair changes. I had so many friends that really like supported me and, you know, shaved oh. their heads too. And I was like, I bet showering feels great. <laughs> I love it. (laughs) And it was just, again, like what I think I learned within my process a lot was controlling the controllables and really just learning patience. Boy, did I learn patience. And again, I think it was great because it just showed me the beauty in every single day. And so when I got back with my team, it just, everything meant more. Everything meant more from, you know, saying hi to everybody from sharing, you know, what they did on the, like over the weekend, during the day, over summer. It was everything, and it just again just shows how great a community is, and how it's it really is so much more than just softball. And I and I love that you know that softball did bring me family and you know sisters from everywhere that I could have never even imagined meeting, let alone you know like having great relationships with them if it wasn't for softball. So it was a really amazing reunion, and just something that I get to celebrate every single time I walk into the building and the facility. So
0: and. I want you to give everybody kind of an update because I love how you said to your teammates in that moment, like, I'll be back in a year. And guess what? Like, you did that. Like, hands down, you fought, you won. And so we shared a little bit of an update. But can you tell all of our listeners kind of where you're at and how you're going to be able to be with the team this season at times too?
1: So my role will definitely look way different. Like I said, I'm going to be going a lot slower in life. So definitely, you know, it's just walking around a lot and hanging out with the team and really just kind of being that support that obviously it's here and it's set in stone for a reason. And, you know, it's all happening for a reason. And I couldn't emphasize that enough with them that, you know, I can't control the situation I'm in. I would love to play. I would love to play. And I don't even medically retire myself because I'm like, you know, if there's even just a slight possibility and a slight chance that I could really recover to that full point, I'm not gonna stop until I can reach that. And so I didn't take myself out of the race. I didn't hang up the cleats officially. And when people ask, it's like, oh, you know, I just I kinda tiptoe around it. But I definitely am just I'm a part of the team. I hang out, I cheer, I'm there for them. I think I'm definitely there for them more on the mental side of if they ever need anything. And and really just being there for anybody whenever they need me to. And so I go to softball when I can, although I do share with them that, you know, some days it's just a little harder than others, especially, you know, embracing and adjusting to this new life and this new role, especially to a sport that I've played my entire life on the field without break, without really any other adjustments. And now I'm kind of like totally on the sidelines and just watching from afar. But again, I think it's just showing me a different side and just a different beauty to the game that learning to love all over again. And your role on your team is, even
0: more impactful now. And I love your attitude because I don't think you should ever hang up the cleats because I truly believe, look at what you fought through a year, a year from now, it can be a whole nother story. And the goal, like we said earlier, is going to be back to 6 a.m. lifts. That, And I love that.
1: Yes, it is the
0: goal. <laughs> Something that we always joke about, we're like, oh, 6 a.m. lifts. But isn't it, it's crazy now how, you look at that as something as, I just want to do that again.
1: Yes, it is. It's just, at the same time too, it's just like the youth and the youthfulness and just like the community, again, that you get within it. It's like, uh, like it's 6 a.m. left. It sucks. Waking up early. Nobody likes to do it. But you know that the person to your right and the person to your left is doing the same exact thing. And that's something that you just get to share together. It's the same thing, I think, when we used to have our fitness tests and everything like that like yeah we're dying but we're all dying together and we're getting through this right. and i think it's just something that we could bond on a closer level and just relate to one another and and again it's just the glory of the game and just i think for any softball player that wanted to play college softball a part of the game that you know they work towards and that now you know that they're there they're like oh a.m lifts like college softball like this is a part of the dream mm-hmm. and so
0: I believe those fitness tests are honestly used as a bonding and a mental yes. toughness growth more than they are on the physical side. Yes. And I'm really curious, have you said a lot of your teammates lean on you in terms of the mental aspect of the game. For anyone listening who's a player or knows a player, what advice could you give them to everything you went through about the mental side of
1: the game and how to overcome anything thrown your way? I say the mental game is 80%. I think especially once you get to this level that everybody's good. Everybody has got their tricks up their sleeves and can hit home runs and can pitch perfect games and no hitters and everything. We're all good at this level. Skill-wise, it really is the mentality, I think, that is going to push you to from being good to being great. And just something that, again, you can have control over, but at the same time, there's just so many aspects at play that you really have to work at it just as much as you work at. The physical side of the game. And I think being away from the game and again, watching from a distance is, I'm only learning as I go. And I think that's just something I share with my teammates a bunch because even while still playing it, I wish I would have focused more on the mental side of the game, especially being that, I mean, softball is a game of failure and you're not going to learn how to really win until you learn how to lose. And you learn how to lose to the point that you never want to lose again. Even if, you know, regardless of the outcome, you just want to make sure that if it's a loss of the game, you still learn something. There's only winning and then there's improving. There shouldn't be a loss. You got to play that game. You got to play the game that you love, step in the box, step in the field, throw around the ball and play catch with your friends. I mean, that's a win in my book. That's a win in my book and it's a great day and an amazing opportunity that, I mean, a lot of girls in college softball and just anybody who plays an amazing game of college softball is just so blessed to have. And so there's no losses. There's only really wins. You can have when I think you look at it that way.
0: Every player needs to hear that because softball is a game of ups and downs and roller coasters and hot streaks and cold streaks. But if you can look at every single day like you're describing it as just a gift. Yes. It would change the way
1: everyone plays this game. Yes. It's so crazy too that growing up they were like, Wow, your best games are the ones that you have fun in. Like yeah. couldn't you tell that when you were stressed, it was like mm-hmm terrible, you do errors, you strike out every single time. And it's just because you were so stressed that you need to perform, you need to produce, you need to, you know, do good for the coaches, do good for your teammates. And at the end of the day, if you're just having fun and you're just doing what you set yourself to always do and just fall back on your training, you've already done this a hundred times. You know, you can hit the ball over the field. You know, you can field the ground ball perfectly. You can make that diving play and you can throw it right on target every single time. If you just take the stress off and just know that you could fall back on your training and just have fun and again, depend and lean on the person right next to you. I think it's huge, especially in the game of softball. So true.
0: I think every person on their team needs you as like a lifeguard. (laughs) (laughs) You said earlier that I now know who I am. And even just listening to you, like the way you just ooze, honestly, wisdom When you say, I know who I am now, who is
1: Kaylee America Rodriguez after all these trials and tribulations? I'm so many things. I really am. And that's the part I think that I love the most, that before I just used to think, like, am I just a softball player? Am I just, you know, an athlete and I'm just incredibly gifted in the sport that I play and running and everything like that and, you know, and smart enough to make it into the University of Michigan? Like, are those the only things that are really to me? Or do I love to read books and do I love to watch TV and do I love to hang out with friends and go dancing and listen to music all the time? Like, there's just so many other things that I'm so glad that, again, stepping away from the sport of softball for as long as I did, it really gave me the chance and opportunity to get to know who I am and really, again, lean on my faith to also learn the discipline, again, that I learned from the game that, again, just accredited so much to who I am as well, that even if it's just the game of softball, you're not just an athlete. You're a competitor, you're disciplined, you you know time management, you have a work ethic. There's so much of the game of softball that gives you so much of your character as well that you can bring into the world and it really just continues to show you who you are. And so, again, I think who I am today, I, I learn more and more about myself every single day and I think that's just the beauty and the glory in it all is that I'm so much more than what I thought I was and that's just the amazing part of what I went through and why I could never hate you know, what I've gone through and can only be blessed for having gone through it. You are all
0: that and so much more. And it's just been shining through this entire episode. Before we close it out, the entire, I feel like, Sockle community has been following you throughout this journey and cheering you on and praying you on and everything that they can do. What's kind of a message you would like to give to
1: all of them? Continue to reach out to your community. It really is amazing and just something softball gives you and it just blesses you with. There's so many softball sisters, whether it be your opponent today, your opponent tomorrow. These are all softball sisters who share so much in common with you and so much passion and love for the game that you can really connect with on such deeper levels and grow your network and grow with one another. And as well as just take your time and really appreciate the right now The next game, the next practice, the next lift is going to be there. It's always going to be there. You just have to focus on the right now and really enjoy where you are right now. Because, I mean, it really does pass by in, I mean, a blink of an eye. It doesn't. Before you know it, I mean, you're in the real world and it's down to get working and, and everything. And so really take in and enjoy the beautiful game that you get to play. And for the people, you know, that don't get to play, always embrace how beautiful life is and just the glory in it all. Hmm. Well, Kaylee, your spirit,
0: the way you look at life and just everything has been so motivational to hear. I know I have loved getting to talk with you and I'm excited to continue to follow your updates that you have coming up and get you back to 6 a.m. lists, and just to be able to see the college softball we're thrilled to have you back and thank you so much for coming on from the players podcast
1: thank you thank you it's such a great time thank you sydney
0: In case you haven't noticed, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're building a -a one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network.